0: Welcome back to our third podcast here on The Stride Project, where we stride for lives. Today we have Super Sue's biggest supporter, our father Will. Hey everyone, welcome back to our third podcast. Uh, Today's guest is our father, Will Venata, um, who is joining us. So as you know, he has twin daughters. (laughs) Um, Yeah, twin daughters. Uh, He served in the ministry for 35 years doing media and global documentaries. And he's worked in numerous domin- uh, denominations. And he's also done three century rides with Team and Training with our mother, Sue, um, and raised a beautiful family. Yeah, he did. Does that sum that up nicely? <laughs> it does. Thanks for being on the show, Dad.
1: Well, thanks. It's uh, just a joy to be with you guys.
0: Hey, we do have a good time together. Yep. We always do. <laughs> um, um. Well, Dad... We're gonna talk about a few different things. Um, I wanna kinda of start with um you could talk a little bit about yourself and, you know, the the amazing thirty years that you had with, with mom and, and that type of friendship and relationship as a whole. We'll talk about some light stuff, some fun stuff and then I know we're gonna shift gears and talk about some some of the harder years. Um, so I'm gonna let you just kind of give a brief over kind of who mom was to you and and y'all's relationship together and your dynamic. Go for it.
1: Well, I mean, that's a big, that's a big question. I mean, we spent, we obviously uh, spent 30 years together, married, um, raised a family and uh, we each had our own profession that we were invested in. Uh, Sue, as you know, was a nurse to start with. And then she moved more into other types of medicine and uh, reflexology was her big thing, uh, which she really felt uh, she was making a difference in uh in people's lives and she was and she had a tremendous business and then along the way came um just uh, of course she's an aerobic instructor too. I mean, in her early days. Yeah, yeah. What she um she really got invested in um aerobics and um size and all that stuff and she taught at the ymca for many many years and had quite a following mm-hmm. very active until um team of training and then marathons caught her eye along that way again we we had you two mm-hmm. and um continued i continued to work in different denominations and working in the church and life was life was life we had a great life um we were very active in, uh, again, raising you guys and keeping you invested in sports as well because we uh, not only invested in you doing that, but also drug you around to all the things we did.
0: Yeah, you did. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> it was busy. It was a busy life. Mm-hmm. Like it was. It was. Healthy, very healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what was, your, what was your first memory of mom running? Curious. <laughs> yeah. Did you well, hear that?
1: Yeah, well, actually, actually, mom really wasn't a runner. <laughs> That's I, what you thought. <laughs> well, I know, and I let her know that. I mean, I, I, um, I was an athlete in high school and college. I was in track and field. <laughs> so I, I knew what runners looked like. And
0: what do and, they look like? <laughs> yeah. Well, what do they look like,
1: Dad? There's, there's a different, there's a certain look and gait. That you have when you run in a pace, uh-huh. and um, and Sue was she played um, in college, in high school she was a, a tennis player, right. so she didn't really run, and um, the very first race she ran was, at the um, we had a, a church retreat and um, they just had a, a, a three mile run. And she said she wanted to do that. And we said, okay. So we all got up early and went out and watched her run. And she placed um, first in her age. What? And she was just yeah. ecstatic about that. <laughs> of course, there weren't other, any other ladies running at the time, but I didn't want to say that. <laughs> she
0: was really so, proud of herself. I oh,
1: that. She was like over the moon. It was like she was so excited about that. And all of a sudden, she got this little bug in her ear that she wanted to run. Mm. And I'm going well, okay, that's fine. And so that's my very first marriage. Of course, she had a little trophy too. So she is very proud about that.
0: <laughs> well, she's a very competitive person. So
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. You I mean, have in no everything. clue. And everything. Yes. Even, in in everything. Life.
0: Even board games. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like calm down mother. <laughs> I remember the story you shared with us when she was starting to train and you're just shaking her head at her down the driveway and I think you started you started this I you know
1: I did and I didn't mean to (laughs) (laughs) I she was starting to train for TNT team and training for her first marathon
2: right
1: and and um we were in Houston And I saw her out and she was running like a mile or two or three. And that was about it. And she came running down the street and I'm out there watching her and I'm going, oh my gosh, she just (laughs) is not a runner. And I, I won and I was one her to know that she wasn't a runner.
0: And And that was my first,
1: that was my first mistake. (laughs) And so she got, she got down to our driveway and she was panting and she again this was all brand new to her and um, I said you know honey you know I've been in track and field and I know what runners look like but you are not a runner and oh my gosh mistake that was the worst thing I could have said oh yeah be- because she stood up as tall as she could at five four <laughs> looked me in the face and her face was red
2: oh yeah
1: and and she said, "Well, I'll show you." <laughs> and she left. Whew. And I said, "Oh no, what did I do?" <laughs> what did I do? You and a little and fire
0: on her butt.
1: Oh my gosh, I did. And that was unintentional because I was trying to do the opposite. <laughs> but it, it 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 went the wrong way. And um so that was the beginning of her proving to me uh-huh. Primarily. And I think the world that she could do it and she was gonna do it. Because you know, as your mother, um, anything she put her mind to, mm. she accom- she accomplished.
0: She did. She was just such an incredible person, such a strong willed person. Mm. Uh, nothing was gonna get her down, you know? Nope. Nope. Nothing nope. was Not- gonna stop her.
1: Nothing would stop her, and she proved her point.
0: Oh, and not only did she prove it, like, she was top in her uh, age division all the time and running 730-minute miles. Like, yeah. I'm trying to get my butt in shape here. I'm just and trying I'm like, to maintain I'm, my 830. <laughs> I'm like, I can't get past the, like, I'm sprinting. My sprint is a 730 right, a sprint, right? <laughs> yeah, so and she, she didn't just... have very long legs either.
1: Well, no, she was short, five yeah. four. Well, but you know what? She was one of the top runners in her age division in the U.S., and she qualified for Boston every marathon she ran.
0: She was amazing. It was incredible. And, Crazy. And she got into Team and Training because of uh, a, a really good friend of hers that she nursed. Uh, Lillian had I mean, passed Lillian. away from leukemia, so I think that's yep. how she found Team and Training and wanted to do something to honor lillian and so that really yeah. drove her i know and she had a cape with lillian lillian on it with her and the super sue cape and that's in uh my studio right now we talked about that on the last show um but she wore that cape that every came with time. every marathon i know that came with time but yeah but dad you had a huge part in supporting her once you uh set fire um <laughs> Because she she did about three marathons a year, and then in between yep. she did half marathons and 5Ks, 10Ks, and all that, but you you were yep. at every single one of her races.
1: Well, yeah, I was, you know, and um, once, you know, she did her first marathon in uh, Hawaii with Team in Training, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, initially, once she had done her first marathon, that she would be fine and she could go back and do just doing aerobics and teaching and all this and that. Mm-hmm. And I recalled very, very well that when she came back, um, she said, Oh, I can't wait to the next one. And I said, wait, 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 wait. I said, you, you just did a marathon. She goes, I know, but I'm going to do more. I go, well, what do you mean you're going to do more? Because what this meant then was that our family our dynamics in how we operated was going to change yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
1: because it's a commitment.
2: Yeah.
1: It's a commitment. And I knew at that point that um, that involved me making some changes in how I um, spent time with Emily and my obligations and how I had to really kind of man up a little bit. And um, she, um, she said, I'm going to run marathons until I'm gone. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. She meant that. Yeah. She ran marathons until she was gone. Yeah. She ran for 10 years straight. Um, she did over 30 marathons. But that being said, that means we had to make an adjustment as a family. I had to step up. Mm-hmm. I had to start doing more involvement with uh, things with you kids, taking new places, to your gymnastics, to your dance classes, to this and to that, right. and on weekends, as you know very well, when she was out training her long miles Saturday morning, I spent time with you guys. <laughs> I spent time with you guys cleaning yeah. the house and doing the things we needed to do as a give family.
0: Us our list of chores. <laughs> Let's Absolutely. not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did give us an but opportunity th- to spend a lot of time together, the three of us. It did. Um, yep. and especially also when she was racing and, and we would go, we were always on the sideline and dad, you did such a good job. Um, maybe you can share on how you, how you really, uh, guided us through her race as a family so well, that we could see her as much as possible. And pace her, time her. Cause we didn't have all yep. the trackers and stuff that they, like we have now.
1: We didn't. And st- so what we learned to do was we understood her pacing. Mm-hmm. How fast was she running a mile? And then we would, we would time that out to uh, the course where we could run around and find her, but yeah. always be there a step before she got there yeah. as a family. So she would see us in the Houston marathons, which she ran uh, every year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We would see her five, six times yeah. in a marathon. Yeah. And in, in between we would get coffee and donuts, donuts. And, <laughs> and all that stuff while we watch. And then we would see her, take the pictures, you know, give her high five and cheer her on. and we would, we would skedaddle to the next spot yep. where we knew we, we would find her, but we were always one step ahead. Yep. And we, and so that was all very intentional to support her and mm-hmm. her endeavor. And of course, allow you guys to see your mom at her best. Yeah. that There, there was some
0: um, just amazing memories from, just spending that type of time together and going to the races. It was always just so much fun. And and even being part of the team and training uh, events, because they'd always host events and um, like before the race and the party after the race and just all these people like training their, their butts off um, to help, to help people in need. Uh, It was just always so encouraging.
1: It, It was. And of course it was, it became a family you know uh Sue had uh, had a community there that uh she trained with and uh, became very close friends with and um it was just a wonderful experience
0: yeah. yeah i i'm honestly truly like grateful that we we got to experience that as a kid and grow up in that type of environment i mean it's just when it's just so health not only that it's healthy but um like physically, but it really helped us understand how to serve, how to give, how to, you know, help the family out, because we had to help, we helped fund money, like for, yeah, you know, we, we helped, helped her fund, fund right? the best that we could, we were young. Um, and so I'm just really grateful for that opportunity, because it's really kind of, it's helped us throughout our, our lives. Yeah. You know, it was, it's an, it was an investment. In our lives. So I just want to say thank you mm-hmm. and mom for that. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we wanted you to understand the value of helping others and and being part of something greater than yourself. I remember we used to go out and do raffle tickets. We'd yes. be in front of movie theaters selling raffle <laughs> movie tickets. Theaters, yes.
0: club. Sam's Club.
1: <laughs> As a family.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, nope.
0: um, and people would be like, we're like, would you like a raffle ticket? Like, no habla inglés. <laughs> <laughs> Like you speak English,
1: <laughs> but we yeah. did all that, and you guys were all a part of that, and I'm I'm so grateful that uh, you were along to be on that journey because I think it's really impacted you as adults.
0: It has, yeah, greatly. It absolutely has. Um, and continues to. Yeah, but uh, okay, so I I want to shift gears a little bit. If you guys are good with that, um, sure. so this is going to be a harder talk for all of us. Um, But I wanna talk, dad, to you about when mom got diagnosed and the five months that you battled with her. I wanna kinda step into that.
1: Okay, it first became uh, an indicator as we were training for another century ride and with team in training. And Sue at that time had an off day as a Saturday, we were training, we were doing our long miles. I think we were only doing like 50 or 60 miles at that time. Um, but she was lagging behind, which was not typical of her. Right. And, uh, we noticed there was something going on. And, uh, when, when we got home then, uh, she was exhausted and went to bed. Right. And, um, and then and she, we found that, um, the next, you know, that evening she couldn't get up because she felt so bad and her equilibrium was off. She felt dizzy every time she got up. Right. And um, then that that last one said, well, just go to sleep. And the next morning, same issue. And it became apparent there was something major going on with her, not feeling well. And of course, for Sue, not feeling well, yeah, that was a okay. uh, mm-hmm. that was something she was she was always well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it really took her down. And so we finally, I finally got her to the uh, ER. And um, she was admitted. And of course, at that point, they started running tests and found out that she had cancer. And so that was our um, the first, you know, wake up call that uh, this was something that was going to affect us. Um, So that was the beginning. And then, of course, she stayed in the hospital for three weeks going through. she got radiation and uh, treatments. And, and, and of course, as they as were, a family. She went
0: through surgery too. They put the shunt in her brain yeah, they put, to help they, drain they the put, tumors that were in her brain. No, drain the fluid. Well, the, the fluid, fluid. Because of the tumors. Yeah. yeah. Because of the
1: fluid. Mm-hmm. But it, it had been identified. Mm-hmm. But um, at that point, then it had metastasized. And she had stage um, four breast cancer. Right. And. Um, and, of course, as a family, we all transitioned. You guys were in California. You came back, and we were spent We spent three weeks in the hospital with her.
0: Yeah, that was the hardest. I think that yeah, was the I hardest. Yeah, I would say that was the hardest three weeks of my life. Well, we – Outside of – Because when know. we got there, we were there, and then the I think on the third week, the doctor came in and basically was like, you guys need to prepare. And I was just like, I'm sorry, excuse me. Like prepare for what? And that's when it hit me that this was real, like really happening. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, it was at that point that uh, they said there was nothing else they could do. Mm-hmm. And so then they sent us home to be with hospice. Right. And uh, so then we went home with health care. I mean, with hospice and hospice was our savior at that point. Uh, they helped us through so much. And um, and then there, you know, we had, we did have um, a team around us already built in because of Sue's connection with team and training of people and friends who just came alongside us and walked with us and took care of us basically as we were taking care of mom.
0: Yeah, which is amazing and a blessing that, that she had. Well, you both have such a you guys had a lot of great people in your lives that were able to step in and help during that time. That was oh a yeah. Blessing. What yeah. were some of the things that, um, you know, your friends and, and neighbors came in to do for you guys? Cause we weren't there uh, yeah, for most of it. Right.
1: Yeah. I know. And um, you know, it was, um, it was a time of, of new discoveries actually for us as we really realized the support that we had, just from years of our friendships and with people and, and uh, organizations. But we really, we were really blessed. Um, and I say that because, uh, Sue's best friend, Deb Jack, mm-hmm. um, became a commander in chief, if you will, uh, to help support Sue. And she organized, um, a, a team of people and ladies who came around us and took care of us. Um and, and when I say that, I mean, I had, we had a list of ladies who came in every day that were there all day long, preparing food for Sue, preparing food for me, cleaning the house, washing dishes, watch it, washing our clothes, taking care of all of our needs because I don't know, if people understand this, when, when you're diagnosed with cancer, everything stops,
2: right. Mm-hmm.
1: Time stops. And your whole focus is on beating this, this disease. Right. And all of a sudden I had this team of ladies, some of which I knew and, and men, some, most of who I didn't, they were just friends of Sue and mm-hmm. her connections that rallied around us and came in and basically hand held held our hands and helped us walk through this this um battle
2: yeah.
1: and if it were not for that i think i would have just um i would have disappeared yeah
2: yeah yeah
0: so it it sounds like during that time and it was a very short i mean it was a a short long 5 months yeah yeah um and Thankfully, you know, a lot of those needs that maybe some of these other families out there maybe don't have, you had at that time. Um, But I'm I'm kind of curious because I know after all that, it was kind of a blur for everybody. Um, Yeah. And we don't have to shift gears just yet, but like I, you know, once once she was once mom passed, um, you know, what were your biggest needs after that?
1: Well, again, uh, uh, you know, I, I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, I, I, I kind of went into isolation and I, I went into this fog. Um, it was hard to think. It was hard to move. Um, uh, my, my whole world had just collapsed and disappeared. Yeah. And so I isolated myself, which is not very good. And, um, and that was, the, my, I think, um, one of the biggest uh, issues that I, uh, I, I guess I did. And it took a long time to get over that because it was such a shock on on me after being married for 30 years. Yeah. And then er- everything completely gone. And I remember sending both you girls back out to California to continue your life and to continue to find your way. Right and as I, as i look back i really do regret that yeah i i think we would have done better to stay together yeah. to walk through that and for more health yeah but um the the biggest problem for me was just um again just isolating myself and being alone and and, 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 I, and I know you have friends that reach out to you and uh, they want the best and they go let us know what we can do and yeah. And they all mean well, and we do that, too, even now today with people who are going through that. But as I I look back, I think it would be better if you would just go and do something for someone because people are not in a place to let you know their needs. Because, quite honestly, they don't know what their needs are other than they're lost.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: And, and so if you have a friend who is battling cancer or whatever issue, doesn't matter what it is, just don't ask up. them, what can I do? Just show up and do something. Come over with a meal. Come over with just a time to spend with them and talk with them. Just immerse yourself into their life and their world where they are. And that means so much. It means more than they even realize at that time. Yeah, and, yeah, I I, and I think if I had had uh, more of that, I would have been better mm-hmm. sooner. But um, because I failed to let people know what my needs were, because quite honest, I didn't know.
0: Right. I
1: was just lo- I was just lost.
0: Yeah. It, you know, you you're saying the exact same thing that mm-hmm. Dana Sue and Bill were saying during yep. their time of Bill's cancer is that yep. it just it, you don't know what you need. You don't know how to ask for help. And if people even say, hey, let me know what you need, it's like you don't have the energy to even tell them. think about it. So they said the best thing that happened for us was when people would just show up. Yeah. Just show up. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's that's so powerful that you share that. Um, Same with Rachel Mm. and I. Like, we felt really isolated in California, um, away from you, away from mom. And I think for all of us that we felt like as long as mom was here, even though she was going through what she was going through, there was like hope. But yep. the moment she was gone, there was no more hope. Mm-hmm. And that's, right. that's when we, when we broke, like, that's when we felt completely lost.
1: Yeah. And, um, and, to, you know, add to that, you know, I, I have to tell you, I, I and know, I, and I'm sorry, I, I just had nothing in me Mm.
2: to help you guys.
0: Yeah. But that's normal. You know, that's not not your fault.
2: I
1: guess so. I just just didn't know. I had no idea how to help because I was lost. And um, I, I, I regret that.
0: Well, don't don't regret it. There's nothing we can do about it, but that's just part of the journey of loss. It's hard, and everybody, you know, individually, even Rachel and I, even though we're living together, struggled because we had our own ways of dealing with the loss and working through it. Um, yeah. And you had to you had to figure that out for yourself, and we had to figure that out for ourselves. And um, we yeah. can look back and say, man, I wish we would have done these things differently, but um, when you're going through it, the best thing we can do right now is just talk about it so we can share, you know, all of our experiences. So when people are going through it, they can keep in mind like, no, we have to stay together. No, we have to talk about this. No, we have to reach out and just ingrain that in people so that they, they know they're not alone because yeah, we, we don't know when we're in it that we're as alone as we are, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: very true. Excuse me. And I think the more you do talk about it, obviously, the the more it helps to unpack that yeah. and to let that out.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we can all relate on that on that topic there. Um, on that need, that lack of, um, I don't know, just the lack of support, the lack of whatever it was after. Because Deering was amazing, but you know. I think it was really hard for mom's friends too. And everyone just kind of like, kind of, you know, it was just hard. It was hard on that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you don't want to feel like a burden. They don't want to feel like a burden. And There's that lack of communication. And so we all were kind of just figuring out how to rebuild ourselves just after being so broken. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I think that need is so important. Uh, Community, just being there for one another without even having to ask, um so thank you for sharing that yeah sure but uh, it feels just like uh you know the thing with loss it's a weird thing it's uh it feels like it it happened so long ago that you don't even mm. have memory but then it feels like it just happened yesterday and all <laughs> and all the emotions can just rush right back in it's the weirdest thing well
1: yeah yeah it is but you know there there's um a good thing about that as well, it, it keeps the memory alive
2: yeah,
1: of right. um, of who mom was to us and the impact she made on our lives as well as so many other people.
0: Yeah, you know, I think that was the one of the coolest things was um, realizing how many people loved mom, you know, when we were at her funeral. Yeah, um, I mean, there weren't enough chairs. People were standing yeah. and standing out the door. Um, she made a huge impact on so many people's lives, even though she was only here half the amount of time most people get. Um, yeah. She, she did a lot. Yeah. She did a lot in those those years.
1: She did. And um, she cared about those that she ran for. I mean, all those uh, 30, you know, marathons that she ran, she ran for 30 different people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, on yep. top of that, like, she did just multiple other events and races, and she was always, you know, rooting for people. She was encouraged. Not only that, she coached She was as an well. encourager. Yeah. Yeah, she yep. coached um, a yeah. Team and, uh, part of team and training for a while, and so she was just that constant reminder of, like, you can do anything that you put your mind to. You can do anything that you want. Like, let's go.
2: Yep.
1: That's right. She, yeah. yeah. Don't don't tell her. No, don't. Uh, well, if you yeah. want her to do
0: something, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right? That's oh, right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, it's 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 so fun to keep her memories alive because she was absolute life. <laughs> she was, you know,
1: well, and I think also, you know, it, 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 as an extension of her and who she was you guys are now involved in something incredible. Yeah. You know, the stride, the stride project.
0: Yeah, I know. Go figure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been, you know, like I said, you guys pulled us into that world and it was an investment and it's, it's going to, it's taking us somewhere so we can help others and we can be there for others and, you know, healthy spirits, healthy bodies, healthy minds. It's definitely created a lot of compassion. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of the world, it's just the world can be really dark and it can be really cold and there's just a lot of pain and and anger and bitterness in the world. But like what you guys pulled us into showed us the complete opposite that, Mm -hmm. you know, to have that compassion, to have that encouragement, to have that positive mindset positive attitude to help others and that we should also be so embrace, fortunate and blessed for the lives that right. we have because look at these to other families the, yeah and to embrace the challenges to embrace the obstacles not to be discouraged just yeah i exactly. like yeah like and that's what that's what cancer is that's what mm-hmm. you know breaking past your physical barriers it's mm-hmm. like overcoming yes overcoming. you know we've we were brought up in in a world, in in our family, in our life, to overcome, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it just builds really, really strong character. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 even though we we went through the struggle of of losing mom, um, it's nice that she's never left us, you know.
2: No, she made her imprint. No question about it. Yeah.
0: I guess we've kind of talked about this a little bit, yeah. but, you know, bringing up, you know, talking about the stride project, what we're trying to do. Um, if the stride project was around when we were all going through what we were going mm-hmm. through, dad, do you think it would have been beneficial to you and, and, and for us and in what ways and how?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, without question, it, it would have been yeah. beneficial. <laughs> um, guys, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Kind of a, um, you know, uh, a piece that again we again because of team and training we had a little sample of that um that many people never had
2: mm-hmm.
1: but that but the stride project pretty much um embodies all that that yeah. we've talked about is coming alongside walking with you and um to help meet needs because there's so many needs so many needs and a lot of them are unsaid or unspoken with families um, they either don't know how to ask or they're embarrassed to ask. Yeah. But again, time stops for these families. Yeah, it really and, does. and anyone who has gone through this or are going through it now understand that. And so the Stride Project, I think, from what I understand, is there to help, help you navigate and walk through with support in ways that maybe you haven't even thought of yet.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And so, so to that's, me that's 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 the great thing in that they're a part of you. They don't just say let us know what what you need, but they interject themselves into walking alongside of you and being with you uh in the process.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and and I know we talked a little bit about this already, but like any points of encouragement that you can give to those who may be going through the like a dark season right now that we've all been through. Um, or have lost a spouse, you know, due to cancer, I mean, that you can actually just speak into um, from your experience?
1: Oh, boy, you know, that that's a hard one because as you revisit, as we've revisited, we've um, uh, had that touchstone of, of that hurt and that pain that we walked through, mm-hmm. uh, only only to know that, you know, it's in due time that, Healing begins in the process, but it, it's not by itself. It's with it's with community, it's with friends, it's with family that 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 manifests that you can become healthy. You can walk through that, mm-hmm. and also with your faith. I mean, faith is a huge part of our life, yeah. and it's I think one of the key components that has brought us to where we are today.
0: I agree. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well, I think that kind of covers um I think it covers the the show. I mean, you <laughs> nailed it, Dad. You did good.
1: Well, it's because I had the, the, the bullet point you guys already Don't sent me like and told that? me to speak on. Oh, I love bullet points.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. But I really appreciate your time, Dad, and sharing. Um I always enjoy conversation with you and um I think there's a lot of people out there that can learn a lot from from what you shared. So thank you. Well, mm-hmm.
1: I hope so, and I'm I'm thankful that you guys asked, and um, I'm just encouraged that you guys are continuing your mom's legacy. I really do, I and mean, it's um it's a wonderful thing.
0: Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Well, thanks for supporting us, as uh the title says, Super Sue's biggest supporter. <laughs> um, but also your your daughter's biggest supporter as well. We uh, yes, we we love you so so much, Dad. Yes, you had you you had to fill two pairs of shoes. Um, once mom left, and you have you're just one of the, my most favorite people's in the world. And I'm happy to have you as a father and as a best friend. Yeah, getting to grow together in life. Just been an amazing experience through all of the struggles and obstacles that we've overcome. We are carrying on, and I feel like our family is stronger than ever. I um, So, yeah.
1: Well, thanks. Well, love you guys. Love you guys love immensely. You,
0: all right. Love you, Dad. Well, thank you so much. All right. Well, I'll see yeah, you guys good. next week. Sounds good. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to stay tuned for the next podcast. You can find out more at thestrideproject.org.